You're watching Tech Talk in affiliation with Tech for Techs. We're a community that supports independent trade with the help of vendors and distributors. We're live every Thursday at 8 p.m. London time and we'll be streaming to Facebook and YouTube, Twitter and Twitch. You can listen to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, Google, TuneIn and many more. And now, the moment you've been waiting for, and your host, Philip Griffiths. Well, hello everyone. Welcome to Tech for Tech Tech Talk. Tonight we're going to see if David's actual microphone's working first, because he's been having a few technical issues, and hopefully he's fixed it while we had the countdown. So David, please talk for us and let us know if we can actually hear you or not. David, <laughs> hello? speak. Oh, I think I heard him then. So Hello? it looks like, yeah, there, there we go. It's working. So that's good. Right. Let's get on with the show then. So uh, tonight's show, we're talking about on-site call-outs, whatever you want to call it, where you go to people's homes or offices and obviously repair computers and so forth. If you guys can actually hear us in chat, please let us know. And obviously let us know where you're from and we'll give you a shout out. So I can see Robert and Richard's on. So uh, Robert's from Inverness Computers and we've also got Richard Creedy as well. So hopefully... Fingers crossed, we'll be able to hear David in a few seconds. Right, okay, Facebook user, I'm going to put a link in chat for you. Uh, just bear with me one second, and you'll be able to get your name displayed if you click on this link, rather than being called Facebook user, which is going in chat right now. Uh, so Richard saying he can hear us. We've also got uh, Dave Mason saying he can hear us, and evening all, so loud and clear from someone else as well. So, And we've got Alison from Norfolk, also EADR uh, as well. So right, let's get on with the show and get started. So tonight... Tonight, we'll start off with Ian first. Ian, if you want to introduce yourself, let everyone know who you are, what you do, and if you've got a tip or story for us. Good evening, everybody. Uh, my name's Ian. I work for IPC Solutions based in Haybridge and Essex. I buy and sell computers, tech products, anything really, and repair um, and build gaming machines. Um, a bit of a last thing, really. I was, I was going to mention a bit of a bargain from Spire Computers for the uh, for all those that want a gaming build. I, I managed to grab hold of a, an R, RX 6800 card for 513 quid delivered, which is an absolute bargain considering the price of graphics cards now. And I was going to say everybody load onto them. Um, I noticed another competitor that I do buy things from, um, not a Disney, uh, uh, a non-i-retail has dropped theirs to, uh, to 550 quid. But it's still a bargain to build a really good gaming machine um mid to mid high spec i would say so it's, and there's some profit to be made because other onliners like scanner are 699 and it's a good as rock card as well it's not the, the the one of the cheaper variants so yeah some good graphics card bargains out there if you want to make some good margins on game builds at the moment that'd be my tip okay that's brilliant thank you for that ian um yeah i'm gonna say i think graphics card prices and rumors are, are, are around that they're going to be dropping even more so before the new um graphics cards are due out in the next few months and obviously we've got processors and everything all due out it's that time of year so hopefully there'll be some decent bargains especially after the last year or two where everything's been sky high in price right let's move over to peter then peter if you want to introduce yourself let everyone know who you are where you're from and if you've got any tips story or advice for us uh, thanks, Phil. I'm Peter Whitehouse from ScanStation Computers and Security near Bognor Regis. Uh, we've got a retail store where we uh, sell computers and do repairs. We do business IT support, and recently we've started doing alarms and CCTV. Um, news this week, I think it's going to be the first anniversary of Windows 11 soon, and the, the new update was rumoured to be due at the end of September. Uh, that's the 22H2 build. Um, I think we've seen not many problems with Windows 11 this year, and we're, we're still pushing it hard on new machines, and uh, we're starting to talk to businesses about planning to roll that out. So um, it's good to have those conversations early if you're working with larger clients and they've got budgets. So uh, we're having those conversations early and planning the next year and uh, letting them know some of their old machines are going out of support and going to need replacing soon. So it's good to have those conversations early. 
Okay, that sounds pretty good. It's also something to be aware of. Whenever Microsoft does a large update, they usually cock something up and cause lots of issues, which means lots of work for you to fix. So something to bear in mind. So uh, keep an eye out for it. You could even do some marketing for it, supposedly, um, to get on with it. Right, let's see if we can hear David properly now. So David, do you want to introduce yourself, let everyone know who you are, what you do, and if you've got any tips and advice for us today? Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, can you hear me? We can hear you, yeah. Oh, fantastic. I'm at delay the base because uh, my laptop's going to be crazy. Or we could hear him. Are you guys oh, hearing no. him up? Seems to be a bit. Hello? It's a bit than that. Okay, try again, David. Um, introduce yourself and let everyone know who you are. Okay, can you hear me? Okay, or not? I don't know if you can hear me. We can hear you, but you're a little, little broken up now and again. Oh, damn. Well, looks like we've lost him. <laughs> so, right, okay then. So, well, I suppose that's uh, off to me next then. Um, so, let me introduce myself. So, I'm Phil at Tetford Techs, also in Chips Computers, been in doing retail and so forth since 2005, I think it is, and been in tech industry a lot longer than I uh, want to say. So, right. So, um, my advice is, and I get this one asked me a lot of times, a lot of people are always asking me, well, how much should I charge for a service? We're always seeing people posting in the Facebook group, how much should I charge? It's best not to really ask people globally or even nationally uh, how much to charge because your local area is going to be different. But what I would suggest is you don't become the cheapest person because obviously that you'd be racing to the bottom. Your customers will not want anything to do. Well, really want anything to do with you. They're just basically wanting the cheapest service. So when someone new comes up, pops up, then obviously they're just going to move from you and go to whoever's cheapest and you'll never keep the customers. You won't have that retention. Uh, so I would suggest, obviously, make sure your price sells roughly the same of what everyone else is near you, to be honest with you. There's generally enough customers to go around, um, even places where you've got five, six, seven shops in a town. If you divide the amount of people that are in that town by seven shops, you'll probably still think to see that there's still a good customer base there. So I think a lot of times racing to the bottom, not a good idea unless you're going to be a pound store or something like that. Uh, but uh, in the computer industry, I don't see many places last long when they're charging next to nothing and obviously don't charge too much either. Obviously, you don't want to scare people off. So make sure you're offering good value for what you're doing, but don't offer cheapness um it's probably my advice for the day um let's just have a look see if we've got david back on no no sign of him so it looks like we may have missed him so let's just quickly go through the uh, chat so we've got dave Nave, uh, dave mason from north wales click systems we've got five facebook users saying hi we've got evening all from um, jc's pcs so hi jason and we've also got repair base as well george hi george and we've got uh, hello from the team at uh, Gianti, is it how you pronounce it? I always get that one wrong, computers. You'll probably slaughter me now for pronouncing it wrong, but I'm pretty, pretty sure that's how you pronounce it, but I'm, I could be completely wrong. Right, okay, so let me go on to some of our news first. Um, before we do that, we've got a little button I have to press now, apparently, uh, when I can find it, which is this. Oh, yes, I know. very corny, but there we go. So, right, so I'm just doing you some quick updates. Um, we have got the Tech Awards on at the moment. If you haven't nominated yourself or other people, please make sure you do. Let me just put the share screen up and enlarge it so you can see it. So there it is. So you just go to the Tech for Techs website, click on Awards, or you can see at the top it says Awards 2022 there. Just click on that. It'll take you on there, and it'll ask you to enter people's details. So you can nominate distributors, which is obviously the big places like 
say Target, Spire, VIP, so forth, where you buy stuff from vendors, which are obviously like the guys at AeroCool, Cooler Master, and so forth, who actually make the bits. Uh, and then also you've got um, special awards just for other techs and stuff like Best Online Store, uh, Best uh, Tech for Text Community Expert, and so forth. So we've got quite a few of those uh, there. So make sure you actually put your names down for them. And that is on the Tech for Text website, which I will put on the screen for you now. Um, so basically, if you just uh, go to that, so it's techfortext.co.uk forward slash awards, and then you'll be able to put yourself down or someone else for an award. Make sure you do, because there's a good chance you can win an award and you get a nice award as well. And you'll be able to scream about it to your local paper saying, well, yeah, I'm the best in the country and all this, that and the other. Or even you're a finalist uh, and so forth. The final will be on the the 1st of December uh, as well so we will have uh, a few steps so first of all we go through to the voting so the nominations will end on the 1st of October then it goes to the voting so you'll be able to choose from all the people who nominated themselves so the person who obviously or the top five should I say who get nominated on each category go through to the final on the 1st of December and then basically we shout out whoever's won out of those five so make sure you nominate yourselves on top of that we've also got tech max um next year if you haven't already heard uh, it's going to be at magnus science adventure center which is sort of between sheffield and rotherham uh, it's going to be about four times bigger than the event we hold this year with room for 800 guests potentially more 120 stalls which we've already sold around 55 percent of them already uh, the evening meals are already sell sold out which is 300 um, evening meals we had which they've already sold out so if you are wanting a day ticket make sure you get it now uh, let me just get the website up just to show you yet again uh, what it looks like so this is the website so just make sure you do actually get tickets if you are wanting to go to get a rough idea what the event's going to be like the event is also sponsored by the same people who sponsored last year which is AeroCool and cms distribution as well so we'll thank those guys again for sponsoring the event and making it possible uh there's lots of information on there about the event blah 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 how to get there and all the other things but just the main hall where we're in is around about 90 meters long um so it's a lot lot bigger uh than uh, the previous years so we should have a lot of uh, fun there's going to be a lot of demo areas training areas talk areas as well interactive areas uh, hopefully as well Again, a lot of it's still in planning, but you can get tickets now. So, uh, right. So let's have a look at the chat before we go anywhere any further. So we've got uh, uh, we've got to say happy birthday to Stephen King. Apparently, uh, I'm presuming that's not the guy with the books and the movies, and this is um, the one at. Uh, uh, Gianti or Gianti, or however you pronounce it, um, it's his birthday tomorrow, apparently. So make sure everyone gives him a happy birthday in the chat, please. Right, let's go on to the main topic and get this uh, all this intro out of the way. Uh, we've got oh, David is actually in the ch uh, the side, so let's let him in, see if he's working, if he's fixed his computer, or if he needs a computer a technician. So, David, can you hear us? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Bloody hell, yes, we can. Wow, fantastic. Honestly, <laughs> I, was, I, I knew I should have logged on earlier um, and sorted out the laptop. I don't know, the laptop's just gone crazy, so I've moved across to the, the desktop PC. There's a reason why we tell you to log in a little bit earlier, hint, yeah, hint David, so you can get things, technical issues fixed rather than five minutes um, before the show. But yeah. we'll talk about that another day. <laughs> so, David, do you want to introduce yourself and actually tell everyone who you are at this time? Yes. Hi, I'm David from Scorpion Computers. Uh, I'm in Hettenley Hall, which is near Sunderland. Um, I do computer repairs and uh, do, do quite a lot of products as well. So my tip wasn't really a tip. Um, it was just to say that um, during lockdown, um, I used a certain company quite a lot to buy graphics cards in the lockdown because um, obviously there was a shortage. Um, and I didn't really buy anything apart from graphics cards from them because um, they had like a terrible online store. Um, but just last week, um, they've now opened a new store. And obviously, you've just mentioned the company because they're going to sponsor the uh, the Tech Max, and they did this year. 
Um, but they've opened a new store just a, a week or two ago, um, which is so much better. So it's, it's CMS distribution. Um, they've opened a new store and it just looks, it's just up to date. You can find things now. It's, it's far better than what it was before. And uh, existing customers can go on and you create a new account. And I'm on the new account and I'm looking through. They've got some good stuff, AeroCool cases. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't work for them or anything, but uh, I use them as a distributor sometimes. And now that they've got a new store, I'll, I'll definitely be, be using them a lot more. Yeah, I've just got them up on screen for you. I actually helped me to test it actually a few months ago. So it's, um, yeah, it is a lot better, this, the new store, I must admit. I'm not going to log in because you'll see my login details and everything, but it gives you a rough idea. Uh, that's what the new homepage looks like. And the new store is, is uh, I'd say, 100 times better. Their old store yeah. was actually a complete it's, it's garbage. As, it's just as good as any other distributor's store. Um, the good ones like you know, Target and Spire have got good stores, um, very user-friendly. And yeah, um, CMS have, have, have upped the game and, and got in there. And um, if you've not used them before, I mean, I would try and use them because they're, they're a decent company. Um, they've always got good offers on. And I got some fantastic deals during lockdown um, for graphics cards when, when most of the distributors couldn't get them. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm starting using their store now. I've just signed up and got a lot of stuff in there. Some of it's uh, kind of networking type stuff as well, but that I don't do much of. But there's, there's a lot of um, stuff for cases gaming type things and stuff like that it's worth a look okay sounds pretty good and that wasn't staged at all everyone that was actually uh, i didn't know he was going to mention that one so let me just turn that one off there we go oh, I've, turned, I've turned david off by mistake there get the right one uh, i was going to mention it last week um but obviously the show was cancelled because i think they just opened the store last week possibly i got an email uh yeah i, I think it's been I don't think they've had an official launch as such. I know, I know, it's been around for a little, little while, probably a month or two, probably a bit longer. Uh, but yeah, it's de definitely um, a, a good store, a lot better than it was. Right. Okay. Let's go on to the main topic then. So, okay. So we're talking about call-out services. How do we take them and stuff? So, first of all, let's start off with the first thing we do when, obviously, um, get a job. So, how do you receive these customers? First of all. Do you uh, do they call you? Do they email you? Do you have some form of booking system on your website or messaging system on your website? How do people contact you in when they're wanting something fixing? I think you might be muted, Ian. Hello, can you hear me now? Yes, we can. <laughs> I'll press the M button. Didn't work. Um, yeah, most of my regular customers phone me um if they uh want quite a lot of the elderly clients say like they they phone um i do get email um contacts as well and facebook is starting to facebook contact seems to be a lot better since i opened the shop on facebook um my website's picked up as well with regards to um jobs coming in i did put the calendar thing you know you with wordpress you've got this app that you can install and people can book their own appointments i haven't had I, no one's used that yet but they have someone was on it um because i only work part-time so i only book fridays out of home visits or evening times um and someone tried to do it but it didn't work and they ended up just coming straight through to me but generally it's by phone um or email if it, if they're regular customers um and especially the older clientele they they, they do like the home visits so I do a lot of the repair stuff and upgrades and sort out my printer um, just by popping around at home. Okay, sounds pretty good. What about yourself, Peter? Uh, I'd say about 70% of ours are phone or walk into the store. Um, we're getting more now via uh, email from Computer Repairman, which is a service that's run by a Tech for Techs member, Jason Jennings. Um, so that, that's becoming more and more now for that's probably the the younger users, but we've got uh, so an older customer base. So like Ian says, a lot of those guys, they'll either wander into the store uh, and, and book a call out or they'll phone us up and um, we'll, we'll deal with it over the phone. Okay, that sounds pretty good. What about you, David? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty, pretty similar. Um, I've got uh, targeted, uh, I've got forms on the website that people can fill out. Um, and there's certain web pages that are targeted for certain areas um near where i live 
So people on the SEO, using the SEO, they'll, they'll go on there, they'll type in sort of computer repairs uh, near me or a certain area, say like where I live, Hetton, um, and they'll, they'll find a, a form on there and they'll contact via the form that'll come through the email um, using that. But um, as, as Peter said, exactly the same. I know a lot of Tech for Techs uh, members that use the computer repairman. I'm also on that now. I've been on it for about a year. Um, this, I get a lot of jobs through that. Uh, there haven't been sort of a scale of other people, um, but they're, they're quite cheap. You know, it's not it's not expensive, should we say, um, to, to get the leads from that. It's very similar to kind of Bark. Um, I've used Bark in the past, but you get a lot of people fighting for the fighting for the jobs. Uh, it's kind of sometimes mm -hmm. first one to reply, or sometimes it's the whoever's the cheapest on Bark, which has just been um, it was pretty bad. So using computer repairman for the last year has been um, like a, it's just just a, a different different kettle of fish really. Um, been using that and yeah I get a lot of emails from that I had um, two call outs today just from computer repairman in, in the local area tends to be people who are kind of um, less more less mobility shall we say um, people who are sort of older elderly people um, as Ian said uh, printers it's mainly printers and things like that I got a call out today for a printer uh, from a repeat customer and then another one for a, a laptop which was just full of viruses and going slow and that was through Computer Repairman. Um, I'd recommend anyone who hasn't sort of checked that out, check it out. Yeah, I'm going to say Computer Repairman's a good service. We did use it uh, for a while. Uh, we ended up passing it on to a local store because we're sort of uh, stopping uh, new customers um, because we've obviously closed our retail store down so we can spend more time on the tech for tech side of things. But we're still doing um, like work for our regular customers. So a lot of our customers um, who we're still dealing with, uh, they contact us a lot of time either through the phone or through the uh, RRM software, what we've installed on the machines. Uh, we're using Ninja at the moment. So there's a little uh, like um, icon down by the clock at the bottom right hand corner. They just click on that and it comes up a form what to fill in and it notifies me on my phone and on email and so forth as well so um that's another way of doing it but uh, yeah pr pretty st standard things i don't think anyone's uh, uh doing anything too special or one wonderful or different i think i think uh, the ways of contacting people i think most people still pick up that phone to call don't they um right let's go on to the next bit but before we do that uh good evening sharon at eurosoft and yeah guys if you need to repair any machines or do diagnostics check out eurosoft if you haven't already uh fits in with the show i think a bit um depending on the test you're running you can't do a full diag when you're at someone's house but uh, um but you should be able to do a few things uh, to check things out there so right so let's go on to the next section so um how do you get the job or how do you get to the jobs as in do you drive there i'm presuming are you driving in a car do you have like a, a signage on your car or you're in a van or a truck or i don't know a bicycle or a scooter maybe go to you first ian drive usually um local local ones that are near me i will walk um especially if they're in Haybridge, just because it's easier unless i've got a lot of equipment to take um if it's mm -hmm. something simple like they've got like uh, the old printer classic can't connect to the wi-fi I just take my box of tricks up there in the corner there um, and I just uh, that's got all my cables and everything in it and uh, my little toolkits so I just take that with me and I walk around there and um, but if it's in Molden or I need to take a computer then I'll drive because I don't okay. want to walk through the streets with a massive great gaming rig. Is, is your car got printing on the side or signage on or anything or is it just, just no it's plain um because i bought a new car um during lockdown it's it's a, in my opinion a nice car um i haven't signed i was going to get it signed written up but because of my other job i didn't want to do that um but i was thinking about getting some magnet ones again because i did have those on my old car um and they kind of worked well um okay. but i don't know i i haven't decided yet yeah, I'm going to say 
magnet the magnet ones can work but if you drive around in a mondeo by any chance you'll get mistaken for a taxi like i used to when i was uh, uh driving around in one um you got the signs on the side and the, you pull out out some side someone's house and like oh can, can i book a taxi or whatever i don't have that a few times so uh, so just <laughs> watch out for that one but uh, but yeah they're, pre they're pretty good the um those because you can take them off and so forth and you just have to watch the scratch your paint will work and you clean it first before you put them on and stuff like that but yeah pretty yeah. good right let's go over to peter then peter do you um i'm presuming you drive to the jobs do you use um a car van um yeah we'll always attend in a in a company sign written van uh for the domestic call out so we've got a small sort of fiesta van looks quite smart uh for the business ones we, we've got a transit connect and a transit courier we use but they're they're all, all company sign written. Yeah, we'll we'll always drive and attend in one of those. Was that an image I saw you sent earlier on into the chat? You're right. Was Matthew does our domestic call outs? Yes. Yeah. Let me just uh, grab that picture up. So let me just add image overlay and downloads. So here we go. So it's just taking a second to load. There we go. There you go. So that gives you an idea. So scan station, uh, computers and security. So SCL on the front. So it looks pretty good. Uh, pretty nice car, that one. So when it's a, a Ford as well. So you have to watch out for uh, putting magnets on the side. You don't want to get mistaken for a taxi like I used to. <laughs> there we go. So let me just take that off of the screen. Here we go. Right. There we go. So and what about yourself, David? How do you get to your jobs? Well, I'm jealous of that car. It looks lovely. Um, I've just got a little Citroen. Um, I don't have it um, logoed up or anything at the moment. It's something I would um, love to do in the future because I think it's um, it's more about when you park outside the customer's house, maybe. Um, you know, you can, other customers, other neighbours would see it and even sort of on route to the job. Um, but no, I don't do that at the moment. Um, but it's something I think maybe um, I can look forward to. And I think it's all about money, really, to be honest, because I know that if you get the car wrapped, um you can get those full wraps but they're, they're very expensive um but yeah it's it's all about expanding isn't it it's all for future um so yeah i take the car but it's just a little sitter um most people know i've got, I've got the the tops of the logos on stuff like that um business cards which i leave them all the time but i've never had anyone mention it um i've never had anyone say oh you, you haven't got any logos or anything um there's nothing complaints and i've been going for about a year now maybe um, but yeah, something I would look I would look to to get in the future. Okay, that's a nice one. One thing to bear in mind, anyone, if you have got signage or you're thinking to get signage, make sure your insurance covers it because it usually is an extra to cover the signage on there because you're advertising you've got equipment potentially in your vehicle. And as we know, so, um, insurance companies like to charge you for anything they can do, so they will do. So just uh, watch out for that one. Right, okay, let's go on to the next part. So... Uh, I'm guessing most of you guys have probably got a main toolbox, what you're carrying with you, or a bag or something where you've got most of your tools. What do you keep in that bag? Let's start with you, Ian. I just want to ask, actually, Repair repair Base George. I, someone on the group had a van that they do mobile repairs in, and it was kitted out to the max, and it looked really, really good. And I wonder if it is Repair Base's George, because he's got a... A fully kitted out van he said there maybe you can confirm that in the chat um my toolkit up there it's got um network cables um printer leads it's got um i bought some ifixit toolkits and i bought two because they're on offer on the ifixit one so i've got the little mini ifixit toolkit in there as well plus some bigger tools um business cards usb sticks um, in case i need to do some emergency data recovery mm -hmm um always carry an ssd drive or two um two different sizes um windows media on the usb um and if i've got any spare i might take some ddr4 around just in case the problem is ram related then i can easily switch out the ram and say oh it's your ram i've got some here which is 80 quid they go oh yes please so i i i make sure i've got the basics um and uh, I don't use it as much as I said, but I have got Eurosoft software as well um, on sticks if I have to go around because some people will insist no matter how much it costs in me fixing stuff in their house. Even though I want to bring it back so I can leave it running for an hour or two to really test stuff. They're like, no, 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 we don't want the computer leaving the house. 
we'll pay you six hours it's okay <laughs> you know so uh, but i've just got the basics that you need um okay. for on-site repairs if you need to yeah that sounds pretty good um uh george from repair, uh, repair base says it may be us i know someone else as well it was phil barnfield um he's got his van um kitted out as well he's got repair bench tools and everything in there and does like all the stuff on site and stuff so maybe someone uh someone to uh look into or talk to if you're yeah. wanting to do something along that lines right uh let's have a look so um another facebook user again facebook user if you want to click the link what i've put in chat i'm going to paste it in again in a second uh actually i'll just put it on a scrolling box um but if you basically just type that into your web browser uh, it will allow you to be uh seen or your name to be seen but the same they get about about 50 to 60 leads a month from CRM so that's a computer repairman which is pretty good that's pretty much two a day so uh, that's uh, nothing to complain about that's for sure uh, and Richard Creed is saying make sure if you're using the private vehicles your insurance knows that you're using it for business use otherwise you may not be uh, insured basically or you may be uninsured um, so make sure you let them know yeah even if it's a, like a personal vehicle like a, just a Fiesta no signage or anything like that if you are doing work in it make sure you uh, are covered so speak to your insurance company about that right okay so uh next up uh what about yourself david i'm going to uh, david next yes i'm missing you out pete for a change i was going to say i thought it was peter <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm just i'm just keeping you awake david <laughs> i was waiting for peter to talk <laughs> um yeah i mean i've got a um bag so so I've got a bag here. Um, I basically got this from Argos uh, about two years ago. Um, and I've got like a load of stuff in here that I use. So I still in the front section, um, I've got a card reader um, for taking payments. I've still got sort of hand gel and things like that. Um, I don't carry as many parts as what Ian mentioned. Um, I know he said he carries RAM and SSDs, but if I get jobs like that um, and it's going to be taking parts or removing parts, I tend to take them home uh, back to the workshop and just charge them accordingly, you know what I mean? But um, I've got a little roll of uh, stickers. I put a sticker on every single computer um, just so I know whose it is when I get back to the workshop, if I'm taking it away. Put a sticker on, write the customer's name on the details because even though I've got it logged somewhere else, um, I often will forget if I've got sort of five laptops in who's is who. So I use those. Um, I've got a uh, charger for a phone, like an extra battery, which I use um, for if the phone dies, like a portable battery. And yeah, I mean, apart from that, I've got the general stuff like the laptop inside the main part. I've got, um, I take invoices out, paper invoices, um, print a cable, spare printed cable um i've got an external hard drive that i take um which i can back data up on and things that if necessary um always got to have some deodorant on you some links you know what i mean because uh, quite often uh, gets a bit smelly when you're out there you know what i mean in the heat uh i've got some links there cables i've got a full 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 keyboard in here mouse um yeah just loads of spare cables um i've even got a little portable DVD drive just in case I needed it. Um, I take discs sometimes just in case, but I've got all the, the USB sticks, the Windows 10, the Windows 11, um, and all the, the programs you need. Um, I've got a few USB hubs. I tend to plug a USB hub into a customer's laptop when I go out and I've got all the programs on there I need um, just to use. And yeah, but if it's any sort of jobs where it's, uh, where it's like taking an SSD out or doing a clone, if it's doing something like a clone, um, I'll, I'll take that back to the workshop. Um, if it's a RAM upgrade, again, most laptops these days, you've got to take them fully apart. So I'll tell the customer, you know, it could take sort of two or three hours. It's going to be best to take it back to the workshop. So I'll take it back. Um, but yeah, I've got, you know, screwdrivers. Everyone has them, network cables, all, all that type of stuff. Um, one thing I don't really take is a caddy, like a, like a hard drive caddy, because as I said, I don't like taking things apart. Um, but yeah i don't take any of those but i've got i've got everything you need you know what i mean i, I don't i can't really think of anything else 
Okay, that sounds pretty good. Let's move on to you, Peter. What do you use or take with you, uh, should I, I say? I guess similar to Ian and David, I always make sure I've got a laptop, basic tools, you know, screwdrivers, network crimp tools, punch down tools. Normally have a box of assorted cables, patch leads, mains leads, you know, figure eight, uh, clover leaf leads, all that sort of stuff. Uh, payment card reader, uh, most important, most important thing to take with you. Um, don't tend to take much stock with us. Um, might do the small job on site, but a bit like David, we, we may offer the customer to convert to a, what we call a collect and return. So uh, we say, look, maybe this is going to take two, three hours or we need to run long scans on it. It would be better if we take it back to the office. We'll give you a fixed cost to repair it then and, and bring it back, replug it in. Um, but we do get the occasional customer that will want us there to do it on site, uh, whatever it costs, you know, three, four hours, a couple of hundred quid bill. It does happen occasionally, but generally, if it's if it's major brain surgery, we will bring it back to the workshop. Yeah, sounds pretty good. Uh, and my view on that, of what I do is very similar as David and Peter have said. Uh, probably the only exception, what I would do on site would be uh, doing like data transfer from a new and old machine if it was under a certain storage size or whatever. Uh, usually use Fabs Auto backups to do that, to be honest with you. Um, and I use an external SSD rather than a hard drive because they generally go hell of a lot faster because most machines have got SSDs in now. So they transfer the data like 10, 20 times quicker than an external hard drive. So speeds everything. Uh, unfortunately, they do cost a little bit more though. Uh, otherwise, I carry an air duster with me as well. So basically uh, plug in the wall and it blows air and gets rid of all the dust and stuff out of machines and stuff. We get a lot of offices and workplaces like Metalworks and stuff like that, what we would do, um, which need, uh, obviously, the machines cleaning out and so forth. So just basically unplug them, take them outside, give them a good blow, uh, however you want to take that, uh, and then um, take them back inside and plug them back in and away you go. Um, so uh, Richard Creed is saying in chat, he says... Uh, uh, as well as what's already been said. He's got network testers, USB, SATA adapter, data transfers for new machines. Um, so, yeah, so I think it's all pretty much standard. I think we're all pretty much keeping the same things. Software-wise, the three softwares I use personally would be Eurosoft, PC Check, with uh, Malware. I always get the name right. Malware Bytes Toolset, is it? Uh, or TechBench or something along that lines, basically. But it's Malware Bytes version of it. Uh, and um, use Fabs. So they're the three most common things I generally use when I'm out and about. Um, I'd say 95% of jobs probably use one of them, if not all of them are. So... Uh, Jason saying he's using a Zellman USB drive with ISO files. Yeah, I've got one of those as well. Um, it's good for, like, obviously putting lots of ISOs on. So you can put Windows 10 on, 11, 7, and then you can choose on the menu on the front, or at least on mine, you can choose which uh, operating system you want to boot or ISO you want to boot, which is pretty good. Uh, it can be a bit hard to get hold of sometimes, though, I must admit. But uh, you just stick an SSD in it and away you go. Right, okay, so uh, Linux bootable stick as well from um, Repairbase, uh, George as well, he's mentioning. Uh, do you guys have any other software you take with you or use more, more common than any other? Ian? No, I mean, if, if I'm doing big jobs, um, like most of the others, like big data transfer jobs, most of those ones I will bring back with me and I'll use fabs. Um, I never really used to use that much. I bought it, but I never used it. But I do use it a lot now. Um, it's, it is a very good and quick program because I use. Back in the day, I used to use another one that took forever, but Fab seems to do everything really, really quickly. Um, so that, and I've got uh, because of the, a lot of the group. When you ask questions in the group, people always uh, tell you what they do. So I've got um, Linux boot disk now i've got an ssd with um osx catalina um monterey and another one just so i can clone it and then just whack a ssd into a new because when you do when i find you do internet recovery on max it takes forever sometimes even with ssds to download the the isos and, and for it to install so i found that by cloning it it seems to clone really quickly ssd to ssd obviously and then away it goes and it seems to work lovely um, obviously if the hardware supports it um, so I've got that as well and loads and loads of Windows discs uh, 10 and 11 mainly I don't do 7 anymore stop doing that 
um, and uh, Hiram's boot disk, which I've used a bit recently. That's very good, especially for passwords. Get rid of passwords, pesky passwords. Um, there's yeah. an app on there that's really good. So I'll use Hiram's. Well, I did upgrade that a few months ago. Um, but that's those, those type are those are those type of passwords. What the customer swears that they never had, and that you should know it because you've set your computer their computer up ten years ago. Is it those sort of passwords? Yeah, I had to, I had yeah. to do one for a business actually that I know that they, they fired the manager, um, and she refused to give the passwords back, um, and very messy. And all of their stuff was on these machines, so I said I'll, I'll take the passwords off, and I use Hirons and it removed the passwords fine, so I could reset them and then. They could access, you know, student files and stuff. Very important stuff. Terrible. What? What? This. Anyway, that's a separate thing. Yeah. So that I use Hirons. It's helped me out a good deal. There we go. Uh, we've got Richard Creedy saying PC unlocker. So I think that's actually one of the ones on the Hirons. What you just mentioned, possibly uh, portable HD clone technician malware bytes tech bench. That's the correct name for it. Thank you, Richard. Uh, Jason's saying snappy driver uh, Cronus, obviously for um, doing uh, clones. Uh, hard drive manager. Sergi Stretchlick ISO, I presume I pronounced that right, for password removals uh, and to transfer files as well. So that uh, sounds pretty good. I've not come across that uh, one starting with S before. Uh, Sergi Strelik, I'm not even going to pronounce that anymore. I've not had enough to drink to start doing those. Uh, right, okay, so let's uh, move on to the next one. Uh, oh, actually, did we actually <laughs> actually go around? Um, Peter, do you use any extra software or anything like that uh, um, that we haven't mentioned? Probably a lot of the NERSoft password tools, uh, like Mail Pass View, Wireless Key View, Prodigy Key sometimes, maybe not so much these days. Uh, Microsoft Dart, uh, Diagnostic and Recovery Toolkit. Uh, uh, yeah, that, that's probably it, I'd say. Okay, that sounds pretty good. Richard's saying it should be pronounced Sergey. Thank you, Richard. Uh, and uh, Jason's just saying it's basically Hirons on steroids. Okay, that's an interesting one. I'll have to look up that one up. Um, right, David, is there any extra software you use, what we've not mentioned? Uh, yeah, if I go out and I've got, say, for instance, a small laptop, um, first thing I'll boot up is it tends to be a crystal disk. I've uh, got that on the USB stick, crystal disk info, just to do a quick smart test of the uh, hard drive. Um, generally, I'll do things like um, I've got a little program called Battery Info View, which I'll check the battery health as well, because I get a lot of customers who just, I don't know about use, but they, they always have a laptop plugged in on charge 24-7, um, and you're like, as soon as you move it or something, I'll go take it out. It just goes off, you know what I mean? So I always check the batteries on them for them and tell them if the if the battery's dead and if the, if it's got zero health and they need a new one type thing. Um, but yeah, I've got core, a program called Core Temp, which just temp checks the CPU temperature on the laptop. And if it's quite high, I'll see you can hear it's like blowing away really loud. Um, probably needs a clean out. And just general general stuff um, like. Um, like Peter said, I used to use like product key and stuff, but you don't really use it as much. Um, I'm trying to think of some other stuff. I, quite often I'll use, one of the first ones I'll use is, um, what's it called? Uh, Adware Cleaner from Malware Bytes. Um, just to see if they've got any sort of nasties on there and any sort of unwanted programs, that type of thing. Um, yeah, it's a general stuff really. I probably think everyone else has mentioned it, uh, all the stuff that they do and use. Okay, that sounds pretty good. Uh, Ian's just given me a link. I'm just going to pass the uh, paste that in chat. So anyone wanting to look at Sergey, um, you can do with his link at Major Geeks. Obviously, any links you click on is your own responsibility, and you bugger up your own computer. You should know better, and don't blame me for it. Right. Okay. So let's move on to the next part of this topic. So. Um, how do you try and offer more value for the customer? Or do you try and offer more value for the customer? Or do you do exactly what you say you're going to do uh, and charge for exactly what you're going to do? Or do you sort of do like a, a few extra bits in there to make it feel like the customer's getting a few extras? Or do you find that uh, you don't do that because they take advantage of you next time? We'll go to you first, Ian. Um, I generally, the first hour I charge by the hour, um, which they know anyway. Um, but if I go in there and do a job that they want and it takes me 10 minutes, 
um, which most of them say, I know it's going to take 10 minutes. Um, then I will say, is there anything else you'd like me to show you how to do or anything you'd like me to do? And usually they ask me if it's another little thing um, and I'll show them or, oh, I don't quite know how to do this. And I go, oh, you do this. Oh, brilliant. I'll never do that. So I always offer more to say, you know, I'm here for the hour, you know, if you want me. But if not, most of them are just fine and say, thank you very much. That's what I wanted. Off you go. Um, but other times, yeah, I will, I will get people that just say, yeah, can you show me how to do this? And what about this? And what about that? And then a couple of them will literally sit there and clock watch. Oh, yeah, can you do that? Okay, right. Yeah, that's your hour. <laughs> Which I don't mind. Yeah. At the end of the day, I'm, I charge an hour. And if the customers want me for an hour, then they'll get me for an hour. So, I, I you know, it's whatever they want. Um, and I'll do whatever the customer wants with, obviously, respect. Um, but, yeah, no. It's entirely up to the customer. Okay, that sounds pretty good. What about yourself, Peter? Um, so similar to Ian, we 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 charge for that first hour. Um, so we'll we'll make sure you know the customer gets an hour's worth of work out of us. Um, but whilst we're there, we'll we'll make sure we we check everything, check their network, uh, all, all that sort of stuff. Um, quite often, we do a lot of printer callouts to repair printers up. Someone's received a new router, they don't know how to pair their printer up. We'll do that. It's quite a quick job normally, um, but then then we'll ask, oh, if you've got any other devices need pairing up, smart TV, Kindle, because um, sometimes we'll get a call later and we'll have to book another call out. So we'll, we'll try and deal with that while we're there, but we'll also uh, check their computer. Oh, you haven't got internet security. Do you need internet security while you've got us out here? Um, or, you know, your computer's getting slow. You maybe need to think about changing it, if it does need changing. I mean, we, we have gone out to call-outs where we've deemed the computer not possible to work on, um, and then we've, you know, left or quoted the computer big uh, customer for a new system, uh, and then they've rebooked us out to come and fit a new system, do the data transfer and all that sort of stuff. Um, we won't do any work we deem unnecessary. Um, it, you know, if, if we don't think we should be doing something, we, we won't do it. Um, we'll give our recommendation. I think people will respect you a bit more for that. Sometimes it's okay to say no, um, and you know, stick, you know, stand, um, stick with what you're going with. Um, and sometimes that that's, that that works better for us. Um, it, it, we, we get it with customers in store as well. Old Windows Seven machine or Windows XP machine, something like that. We we just don't work on them, and, and we'll say, look, we're not going to work on this. It's not secure. You shouldn't be using on the internet. Uh, this is what we recommend. And, and it, sometimes we, we might just walk away, you know. But uh, we, we'll try and give the best value for the client. But um, we, it, the customer isn't always always right, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm going to say I think that's getting more and more um, obvious in uh, with technology and stuff. Uh, they may think they're right, but <laughs> they're definitely not a lot of the time. Right, what about yourself, David? Uh, I hate being last. Everyone just always covers what you want to say, don't they? And, I have uh, to go after you. I'm I last. Also, I also forget the question as well. I haven't got a clue what the question was. <laughs> uh, you're trying to make you're trying to make excuses that you didn't um, you'd run out of ideas, but you forgot what, what the, was question, the is. question. And I'll try and think of something to say. So, do you offer more value to the customer? Is there anything you do? Uh, go, go? Do you go above and beyond for the customer, or do you just do what you're supposed to do because they'll take advantage? Or, I mean, you, you've you've got to go above beyond, haven't you? You've got to try. That's what they expect. I mean. A call out to me, the more personal. Um, the, I think they expect a bit more from when you're coming to them because you're coming out to do it. Most of them expect that you're going to complete the job within five minutes, you know what I mean? But it's not always the case. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's the same as everyone else has said, you know what I mean? If, if you go out and they've got a ton of viruses, obviously it is upselling, um, but I would offer them some, some virus protection. Um, but it's for their benefit, you know what I mean? I say to them, well, you've got generally AVG on here or something like that. Um, AVG or they've got um, McAfee. You've got McAfee on here and clearly it's not doing its job because um, you you know, you've know you had to call me for virus problems or sometimes they've got one and it's expired like 1,000 days ago. Um, so yeah, you, you get all the viruses off and you tell them, well, you're probably best off having something a bit more secure um, rather than just either nothing or, or McAfee. Uh, if you're going to be doing online banking. So, yeah, you, you, you'd upsell them. Um, if the laptop's going slow, obviously you can reinstall Windows. But, yeah, I always say to them, I always say I can reinstall Windows for you, but it's going to start going slow again um, because you've got a, a mechanical hard drive in there. And 
I tend um, I tend not to use jargon. Uh, I try and dumb it down, shall we say, as much as I can, um, just so they can understand. I'll say you've got a, an old-style hard drive um, that that spins, and I'll say you know you can get a lot faster ones that have just come out um, recently. I'll say, and I say they've gone down in price compared to what they used to be a number of years ago. And I'll say if you go and buy a laptop from say Curry's, do you know what I mean? Um, they'll all have these new types, I'll say new types of hard drive now called SSD. Um, and I'll just say, you know, don't worry about the jargon. Basically, it's just going to be faster. Do you know what I mean? I'll say like up to up to 10 times faster. Um, I think people appreciate that when you try and talk to them in simple terms rather than all this technical jargon that they wouldn't understand. Um, I even go as far as saying, you know, you, when, when people say, some customers don't say, understand when you say one terabyte. So I'll say, Look, you've got like a thousand gigabytes. I'll say you've used a hundred gigabytes and you've got a thousand in total and you've had your laptop for seven years. So you probably don't need another gigantic hard drive as big as that if you haven't used that much data in, in all those years. So I'll say, you know, you can get maybe to 250 gigabyte uh, SSD, which will be a lot more beneficial for you. So the, the, the kind of know you're not ripping them off. Um, you know, you're not you're not going to whack in a one terabyte when they don't need it, because um, most most elderly customers are just kind of, you know, playing free sell or whatever, and just sort of looking on Google and checking the basic things. But yeah, that's that's it really. I mean, you've just got to. People don't want to be ripped off. You know what I mean? Um, I'm I'm not sort of, I don't think I'm the top high end, and I'm not down at the bottom uh, for sort of pricing. I'm kind of in the middle. I, th I would like to think. Um, and I, I think that's a good place to be, um, even though I did get a customer today sort of contact and I told them how much it would be. As you said, I charge, uh, charge hourly the same as them. And they did say kind of no to that and said, oh, no, thanks. Um, but they're free to do that, you know what I mean? It is cheaper quite often going to a shop, but this is a call-out service. And call-out services can be a bit more expensive because I've got to come to you, do you know what I mean? Whereas you're coming to me. It's, it's going to be cheaper. Yeah, some good points there. Um, do you guys ever get the one where um, the, you do the job, you charge the customer, and they'll say, oh, I've just got one more thing. As <laughs> <laughs> you're leaving, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You wouldn't mind just having a look at this, that, or whatever it was. Uh, and it's like, it's always just after you've paid. So if it's something little, I'll say, oh, yeah, I'll have a look. But if it's something that's going to take like half an hour or something, it'll be like, you're going to have to book me in again to do that one because I've got it's a bit never, of numbers or whatever. It's never, it's it's never quick, though, is it? Like that, five that. minutes, like, right. to set the Wi-Fi up on the the, on the net like, box or something like that, then, yeah, fine. But <laughs> um, if it's like another laptop or something that's not working or something, or then that'll be another story. So, Right. We've only got a few minutes left. Let's uh, go through the last thing on my list. Um, is basically how do you take payment, or how do most people pay these days? What software do you use for like your invoicing and stuff like that? And do you follow up the job afterwards? So once you've done the job, do you, for example, call or email the customer afterwards, or chase them up like years down the line? So we'll go to. I'll tell you what, David, you're complaining that you're always. Yeah, <laughs> I complain on purpose because I hope you would do it actually. Uh, <laughs> so I wanted to be fast. Um, yeah, so I'm going to basically steal everyone's ideas uh, and, and say everything and cover everything. So them two and not have anything to say. Um, yeah, what was the question? <laughs> um, what was it? I've completely forgot what it was. Say it again, Phil, please. My God. Um, right. Okay. So, how do you take payment? Do, as in, right. do you accept cards, cash, whatever? Yeah. How do yeah. you invoice or, or do them receipts and stuff? As in, what software, right. if there any? Uh, and how, do you follow the job up with a call or an email to ask how it's going or tell them they need a service in a year's time or something along that lines? Right. I've got it now. I've actually wrote it down, Phil, so I don't forget it. I'm going to pay up there. So, yeah, I, I basically say, um, yeah, you can pay a card if you want, you can pay it cash. You can pay tra bank transfer. Um, I tell them straight up, I don't do checks. Um, I know you can these days on some certain banking apps, um, like scan a check, and uh, it's pretty easy to do. But I've never bothered, and I don't think I don't think there's much point in offering it for the amount of people that actually want to do it. Um, 
even even the older folk these days um they, they've got a card do you know what i mean if if they haven't then i don't know um i did have one guy once who didn't have something and i think i just I think I just had to wait or something a few days so we could go to the bank, but I trusted him and he, he sent the money. Um, but yeah, I accept all them. I just say it's your choice. You know what I mean? You can pay card, cash or bank transfer. I do quite often say cash is preferred because um, there is sort of fees if, if it's a card. But if they want to pay card, I'll say, you know, it's fine. I, I, I take card payments. I'll take it. Um, invoices, I just, um, yeah, I write them an invoice while I'm there. Um, on call outs, I've got invoices in the bag and... Um, else rather than I, I don't do the sort of carbon copy thing that people used to do or do I, i've got um i just use my phone and it, it's got like a scan feature on it where you can scan the um the invoice so i just scan it via that uh once i've wrote it out and then scan it and i've got a copy um on, on my phone that saves so i can see um and yeah for, following up what i tend to do is um every customer um, if they, obviously if they, if they leave sort of a review or something, then that's fine. I'll comment on the review um, and thank them for leaving the review. I do ask them once I leave if they could leave a review; it would be really appreciated. Um, if they haven't, then I've got their phone numbers, um, and I, I tend to just do it manually. If I'm honest with you, um, I know some people will use like software and things because they're maybe a bit bigger than me and um, have shops, whereas I don't have a shop. Um, I do a lot of stuff manually. Um, I'll just basically send a, a text message generally or something like that or an email and it'll be it's all all the same every time apart from changing the name and just with a, asking if everything was okay and asking them to leave a review and a link in there to leave a review normally to, to Google on Google reviews just asking and I've, I've getting a lot of reviews just doing that um, I tend to leave about a week or two maybe um, before I do that don't do it straight away um, but yeah, that, that's it. I think that was all the questions you asked, wasn't it? I think that covers most of it. So uh, let's go on to Peter next. Anything extra what David didn't mention? Or um, no, fairly similar for domestic. Um, we take payment there and then at the time um, by square card or cash. Don't take check. Don't see any reason to take check, to be honest with you. If they've got a check, but they've got a bank account, they've got a debit card. Um, so we take the payment there and then. Uh, when the engineer gets back to the office, we load the job straight on uh, the we invoice through Zero. We email them a copy of their invoice. Um, right now, we don't do any follow up, but we've recently just implemented Repair Shopper. So we're going to do a probably a fourteen day follow up email saying, "How was your repair? If you were pleased, please leave a, a review with a link. Or uh, if there's any problems, please do get in touch with us." Um, we used to have paper job sheets. We'd get the customer to sign with the uh, the time we were there, and we'd get them to sign it. We're, we're doing that with an outtake form on Repair Shopper now. Um, so yeah, that that's how we would do it. Okay, sounds pretty good. And what about yourself, Ian? Uh, cash for me, no checks whatsoever anymore. Um, and if it's regular customers, I will usually leave and email them an invoice, and they pay me bank transfer. Um, the only time I have to chase is if I forget. Sometimes I do, and then but the customers they're really good and they do say, "Oh, we owe you money." Oh, that's right, and I'll and I'll invoice them. Um, but yeah, no cash most of the time. Most people go, "You want cash, don't you?" So don't bother me. It goes into the same account. So yeah, um, but I always invoice. With regards to follow up, I on my invoices I've got a link at the bottom of my invoice that says, "If you're happy with my service, please consider leaving a, um, a review." I do say if you can leave me a review on my website, it'd be really good. 90% don't. Um, but when you do it on an email or I'm going to do the text message thing, I, th I think I, I think text messages will be good. Um, people will do it on the phones. Yeah, that's pretty good. So I'll start, I will do a bit more. But I do do follow-ups and I do email customers and say everything all right at the computer, especially if I know it's a little bit dodgy. And they did, like Peter says, if it's a really old relic and they don't want to change it, I just email say, how is everything? Is it still the same or is it, is it improved? And then more often than not, they come back and say, yeah, it's kind of the same. I think you're right. Can you sell me a new machine? I go, yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. yeah. 
That's good then. Um, yeah, pretty the same here. I think, especially since COVID, most people have gone down cards now, to be honest with you. I think I used to get before pre COVID, probably 40% cash, 40% probably card, and then 20% was probably check, where now it's like 95% card payments or a bank transfer. I do still accept checks from existing customers who I know. But in all honesty, that's getting smaller and smaller, that amount anyway. So um, the follow-ups I do and reviews for reviews, if I'm on site, I'll generally leave the review website open for them so that it's right there, the last page. Um, so I'll basically say, hey, I've done now. If you think we've done a good job, click the five star and type in what you want to type and press submit. And it generally works, but a lot of the customers we're dealing with now are repeat customers. So they've already left the reviews anyway, so I'm not really getting too many more now. Um, but for reminders, one app, I'll put it in chat actually, what I tend to use. And it also reminds customers uh, about your appointment beforehand as well. So it's like an automated texting system. So it picks up your details out of calendar. Um, so I'm using Google Calendar, for example. It'll pick up their details uh, and then basically it'll text them like the, the day before and two hours before the appointment. Hey, you've got an appointment. This is just a reminder. Um, so it stops having those issues with um, customers who forget you're supposed to be coming. But you can also set it up. So if you put keywords in it, so let's say security, if you put the word security on your calendar, you can set it up so it'll uh, basically send them a, a text in a year's time or however long you want it to do. Your security is due for renewal or your service due for um, doing. Um, so they, they then suddenly get hold of you. It saves you doing the chasing. It does it for you. And it probably costs probably around about 20 quid a month or something. So uh, before I used it, I'd probably get two or three jobs cancel or not cancel and you turn up and no one's there um, before. And so it, it pays for itself um, more than pays for itself, especially with repeat customers. So that's something to look into. Right. So we're pretty much at the end of the show. Let's just quickly go through um, Richard Creedy saying uh, invoicing uses QuickBooks. Uh, I use zero. Um, I think Peter said he used zero as well. Um, uh, that team's in with repair shopper a little bit. Uh, let's have a look. Mostly cash and check again from Richard. Uh, whilst with them, uh, yeah. So um, obviously, if you're if you're repairing things, you can do obviously more in your workshop. So if you've got five or six machines, you can work on them together. So it makes things a bit quicker doing it that way. Uh, and McCall is saying, I found that we get more reviews from sending the customer a text message than we do sending an email. Yeah, I think people tend to respond more on text message or even WhatsApp these days, messages and stuff mm. like that than they do on emails. Emails, you get that many of them, and they're usually 99% junk these days. People generally don't even look where, where they've got the phone on them all the time. They can do it wherever they are with ease. They just click the link and away they go. So, yeah, totally agree with, them, uh, with you, Macaulay. Probably the way to go for reviews. Right, do you have anything you want to add in, Ian, David, or Peter, before we call it a night? No, no. I think yeah. I, I was going to say something about um, a call out that I did have um, a lady with an Apple Mac. She'd got a new okay. router because I think someone mentioned about the route, getting a new router and they don't put the password in the printer. And uh, she was on the phone to Apple for three hours and they said, your your Mac's, your Mac's faulty. Um, so she went, can you come around and have a look? My Mac's faulty. And I went, no, it's not. I said, have you had any hardware changes? And she went, yeah, I've changed broadband providers. I've got a new router. I said, have you put your root of password into your printer? She went, no. And that's what your problem is. <laughs> I did it. Well, I've seen that a few times, yeah. <laughs> Three hours on the phone to Apple. <laughs> yeah, and these advanced technical support, and they don't know simple things like that. But, yeah, uh, it's a bit crazy. What about yourself, Peter? Anything to add? Um, I would say whenever you're taking job bookings, um, whoever's doing it, you should try and get as much information as possible uh, a, about what the actual job is, because that can avoid those awkward situations where you're there expected to fix a Windows 98 PC. Um, and also ask questions like, is parking available? Are you easy to find? I don't know if you, any of you guys have done this one where you're trying to find a property down that really long country lane and the houses have only got names. Yeah. The one you're looking, and the one you're looking for have taken their sign down yeah. to refurbish it. Um, and their Google Maps position is completely wrong on the road as well. And you yeah. spend 15 minutes driving up and down the same road. If you, if you have the information up front, if you ask someone, hey, are you easy to find? Sometimes they say, actually, I'm not. But if you go here, here, and you can note some 
put some notes on the actual job in the calendar appointment uh, on the job yeah. ticket. Um, that can actually make the world of difference for the engineer. Um, so sometimes we'll put a note on there. Uh, customer thinks their printer's broken. Take a spare one anyway. We'll maybe stick a printer on the van. Um, and if we get there and we can't get the printer repaired up because the old one's knackered, the engineer's taken one with him because um, the person on the phone bothered to put a, tick, a note on there saying, hey, take this with you. So it, it helps to get as much information as possible when, when you're speaking to that customer and booking that call initially. Yeah, yeah. Good, good advice, good points there. Uh, I remember when I first used to start doing um, jobs and so forth, didn't have sat-navs or anything like that. It was like, right, yeah, we're on this road and then it's the middle of the night. There's, you can't see any of the house numbers. You're getting out every 10 hours as you go past and have a look, is it this house number or whatever? Or you've got a house name, which they were nightmares. And then you call them up and they'll be like, yeah, if you go through the first three bends and then pass the house with the white gate and then pass the... And you think, oh, my God. Uh, I just I used to just tell them, right, can you just go stand outside the front of your house and wave, wave at me when you drive past? Um, so, but, yeah, I think sat-navs make things a bit a lot easier, but there are still times where you do have to uh, wonder where they're hiding. Um, so, yeah, definitely. Uh, David, do you have anything you want to add uh, for final thoughts? I agree with Peter, 100%. Um, I mean, I ask a ridiculous amount of questions when the first call. Um, you know, I even ask them, what have you tried? What have you tried to do um, to fix it? So that it makes it easier for me to know what they've already tried or, or where I'm coming in on the job. Because some people will say, oh, it doesn't switch on. I've not tried anything. Um, but yeah, ask, ask an absolute load of questions. How old is your computer? When did you get it? What colour socks are you wearing? Do you know everything? Just ask them every question you can think of because everything helps. And the parking, I'd hundred percent agree with the parking as well because, yeah, sometimes they've just got they're living on a, a main road. Do you know what I mean? And there's, there's I did one recently a few weeks ago. Uh, he's on a main road and there's road roadworks outside of his house. Um, you know what I mean? It's the parking was just ridiculous. The whole area was roadworked. And there was just nowhere to park. And I'm lucky I, I mentioned it to him. And he said, oh, yeah. And he said, um, you're going to have to go here and do this. And you'll be able to get into my drive, um, which was which was a godsend. Because I don't live in, a, like, a big city or anything. But sometimes, you know, parking's restricted in mm. certain places. Restricted parking. Um, One-way systems and that type of thing. It's, it's always good to ask as many questions as you can. And I've, I've enjoyed the show tonight. Right, thank you for that, David. And I think everyone tonight has found out that David's got a sock fetish. Okay, <laughs> so he, he, let, he left it in there. But yeah, so on top, to add on top of that, I would suggest um, also, obviously, with the stuff, obviously, getting as much information as possible, there's also tell the customer what to do, as in don't use the damn computer and try and repair it yourself before I come round and make it 10 times worse, or let your niece, nephew, great aunt, uncle's best friend's brother fix it for you because uh, more than likely <laughs> it'll make it worse. So, yeah, YouTuber. Um, we've seen Ooh. that many a time. So I always tell them, just leave it off until we come round, just in case there's any permanent damage because you never know, it could be hard drive failing or whatever it is, and the more messing around could make it worse. Right, guys. That's pretty much it for tonight. Um, we're going to have another show next Thursday. Again, I'm waiting for confirmations from someone when what it'll be about, but we will be on next Thursday at 8 o'clock, all being well. We do have one in a few weeks about mental health as well, so just keep uh, an eye out for that one being posted. Uh, and otherwise, if you haven't already, make sure you get your Tech for Text tickets. Uh, you've filled in the forms for the Tech Awards, everything like that. Um, otherwise, well, if you don't obviously nominate yourself or get someone to nominate you, then you ain't going to win. So and it doesn't cost you anything either. Uh, and that also goes for the Tech for Techs, um, the actual Tech Max event. Uh, it's only a quid to go. So if you do want to go to that, uh, it's just one pound to attend the daytime and you're going to meet like up to 130 stands worth of people, uh, as well as obviously demonstrations, shows, training, different bits and bobs and stuff like that as well. Right, I'm going to leave it there. There. So we'll see everyone next week, and I'll just leave you with this little video when I can find the button. And otherwise, we'll see you next time. See you later, everyone. Ciao.